All right, hello, 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 and uh, welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Said It. Uh, my name is Cedric. I'm Donnell. And we're here to say what we got to say. It's Friday. How are you feeling, Donnell? Uh, kind of, kind of terrible, but you know, we, we can, we can do this. <laughs> we talked about that before, before we started recording. So yeah, we, uh, it's like I said, it's Friday and, uh, hopefully the weekend will bring better things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, first up today, um, on our news, our news coverage, things that are happening in the sport, um, there's an umpire, Tony Nimmons. Um, he's suing the USTA for racial discrimination, and he's seeking reinstatement to his USTA position, as well as compensation for damages. Um, the Equal Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, excuse me, issued the rare finding last summer in June that there was a reasonable cause to believe the USGA had discriminated and retaliated against Nimmons. So in January of this year, the EEOC issued a right to sue on the basis of the claims. Um, Nimmons is claiming that several things were said to him, such as during the 2013 U.S. Open, he claims a Caucasian USTA umpire said, hey, Tony, if you were a hungry monkey and I told you there was a watermelon in a tree, go get it. How would you feel? Um, altercations at a USTA Challenger event in Dallas in 2012 um, with someone telling him to go back to the ghetto. Um, in Sacramento, California, as far back as 2010, um, a Caucasian player yelling a German term that means uh, black shit. Um, so the USDA, you know, generally refuses to remove or reprimand uh, players or officials when stuff like this happens. So I think that's why he's suing. He said he also um, suffered as they demoted him from his position um, as he was a silver medal umpire and they demoted him down to something else completely. So um, I think he's pretty upset about all these things that are happening. It's a very interesting case. I was... I was kind of shocked when it came out, and I read about it earlier this week. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, I, I, I look forward to, to following this along and see where this goes because, I mean, if they feel like they got grounds for a case, then it must be something there. Right, and I mean, it seems his his claims seem valid. I mean, we've seen other players uh, bring up lawsuits, and I felt like I personally felt like they. Like, it wasn't going to go anywhere, and then they ended up winning those lawsuits, such as Bouchard. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that big, and yeah, then it turned into this huge thing, and she ended up winning that. And so, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's giving other people the encouragement they need to step out against the USGA if they feel wronged. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be something to see, that's for sure. I think so, too. Um... I wanted to discuss the ATP ranking changes because uh, they're weird, and I don't understand them. <laughs> um, there, and there's a lot to it. I, essentially, they want to turn the 15K tournaments on the ITF Pro Circuit into this ITF transition tour starting next year. Um, so the ITF transition tour will have its own separate ranking system. And for the ATP, these players will be able to use their ITF entry point rankings to enter ITF Transition Tour, ITF Pro Circuit 25K, and ATP Challenger Tour qualifying events. Say that three times without stuttering. Um, and for the women, it's professional points to be awarded at the 25K tournaments and above. So... They're separating, and they're making their own ranking system. And I guess it's, I guess it's all trying to like support these lower players who are maybe playing these 15k tournaments and can't really mm -hmm. seem to get any higher. I guess that's the only thing I can see with it. Um, they said starting next year there'll be reduced ATP points at the ITF Pro Circuit 25k events because. 
of these uh, of the new ranking points. So, and then when we get to twenty twenty, there'll be no ATP points at any ITF events because they'll be completely separate. It, it's weird to me. I don't. I'm very confused. So, like, so they're not they're not getting points for like the actual ATP tour. No. With this new thing. No. So how are they supposed to get their rankings up enough to be able to enter these tournaments? I mean, that's a great question. (laughs) And nothing on this PDF, this official PDF from USTA Player Development, nothing I'm reading is answering that question. And I was reading over and over again and just staring in confusion because I, I, I don't get it. I, they say that these ranking points will help the players enter the ATP Challenger Tour qualifying. But that's as far as it goes. So they can't, I don't know, they can't so they get... Gotta, so they got to do well on this, this, this separate tour. other tour thing. Mm-hmm to get into qualies for challengers. Yes. To get into challengers main draws. Yes. To get points to get into regular ATP draws. <laughs> it's a mess. I don't know what they're doing. It's a lot. More power to them, I guess. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't think that uh, the events per se were the issue here. I thought it was more the prize money allotted to these players at these lower tier events because they're not they're not really even able to earn their living and their keep and play for, you know, their coaches and their their team right. and, and hotels and all this stuff because they're not earning enough money at these events. And I yeah. see nothing here in this PDF about any money changes, any any earnings changes of any sort they it just seems like that's the same like even they're saying you know the 25k events and the 15k events are becoming this transition tour but there's no there's no changes in the earnings and i think that's the real issue at hand and they don't realize it i guess it sounds like it's about to be harder for them to even make that little bit of money that they, that they do make like i saw an article the other day that said that uh, some of these guys winning these smaller tournaments the the Winner's check is not even enough to cover their travel to the tournament. That's pitiful. So, yeah, like just good luck to them. Yeah, and everybody not. else trying to trying to make it on that because it doesn't sound like it's gonna get any better. I don't know. Something's. I feel like something's gonna have to give pretty soon. They're not. They're not taking care of these players. Right, and this is and this is another. Uh, Another big thing that leads to something, another thing that I read about corruption in that level of tennis with a lot of match fixing and, and players, you know, being paid to, to throw matches so these gamblers can make even money off, more money off of them. And all like that, this, they want that stuff to go away, but none of it is going to go away if they're not, you know, if they're not going to pay these, these players any more money because they are, they're struggling to survive. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't co-sign any sort of uh, cheating or illegal betting or gambling or anything like that. But, I mean, at the same time, you understand why right. these players stoop to that level because they're not, they're not able to make a living. And these, you know, the, the tour is supposed to help them with these things, and they're not, they're not helping them in the, in, the way this, in the ways that they should. Yeah. See, I could see like for the people, for the guys who can't, for the guys who can't even win at that level. I mean, maybe you should go find something else to do to make money because you're obviously not very good here. Blue. But for the guys who are winning and and are making these these steps forward, but still not making enough money to do anything, you know, big remotely, then um, they I think they definitely definitely deserve that that extra pay or whatever needs to be done. Yeah, I agree with that. But apparently not in 2019 or 2020, because I don't see it here in these changes. Tennis, it keeps changing, but it's never changing the right things. No. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yep. 
It's a shame. Ridiculous. It's a shame. Um, let's see. What else do you have in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> well, while we still talk about money, Wimbledon has increased their prize money again. Oh. Uh, the singles champions get 2.25 million pounds apiece. So, you know, that's great. More incentive for these people to go for that big check. And I know two sisters who love, love, love when Wimbledon raises its prize money. Yeah. I look forward to it. I always look forward to Wimbledon. It's great. It's, um, I don't know. I wish, I kind of wish the grass season was longer, but at the same time, you know, you have to appreciate it those three weeks that it's there because, yeah. But it I love the grass. It definitely should be longer. The, the traditional tennis surface and they don't even have a master's event. Yeah, the OG surface. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we don't need more master's events. So they remove one and put it, get, make a grass one. They do have way too many master's events. Yeah. But, yeah. Especially they could probably move one out of like that, the, that Asian swing at the end, like the fall swing. Cause there's like just throw Asia in the trash, get rid of it. Okay, well, okay, you went there, so we can go there. <laughs> That's fine. Get rid of it. That's Asia fine. Swing can go. Like everybody's already crazy tired. It's the end of the season, and Asian tennis is it doesn't even do as well as they thought it would. Like they started moving so much over there because you know tennis started to get a lot more popular over there, like with Lee Nine and stuff like that. But as soon as you know, they established that Asian swing, like, really got it going. She peaced out. <laughs> Child took and a couple slams and went. And it hasn't, hasn't been all that. Oh, well. Um, let's see. Oh! Something else on Wimbledon. Oh, wait. You have something else on Wimbledon? I don't have anything on Wimbledon. All right, um, just a, uh, they went came back came back to the the on court coaching debate because um, I think the the USTA is talking more plans on uh, bringing that into more tournaments. I think the US Open is trying to incorporate it, and uh, Wimbledon they just put out a firm no way in hell we would allow to do that. They said that, they said the USTA is going to find themselves on the wrong side of history. Wow. So. I'm not 100% sure on where I stand with the, the on-court coaching thing. I mean, it, half the time, they say they say something about, you know, entertainment value, but it's not, You half the time you don't really get any kind of entertainment value out of it because sometimes you can't even hear what they're saying because their mics aren't working or whatever. And then other times, it's just a lot of the, it's just a, a lot of the same stuff. Like the coach is just trying to pump the player up. They're not talking tactics. They're not, you know, doing anything remotely strategic. And, and with their conversation, it's just a lot of, you can do this, just focus. And, you know, it's a bunch of pep talk for somebody who's not playing very well. It's utterly pointless, for real. I mean, also, if you're not fluent in several languages, you may or may not know what's going on. Because sometimes they come out and it's in a completely different language and you have no idea what was just said. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's it's really... Only entertaining, like, you know, if one of the players starts yelling at their coach or something, and even then it's kind of like, oh, well, that was that was disrespectful and unnecessary, and we don't need to see that either. So I don't, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't, the only time I can ever remember enjoying an encore coaching experience is in 2007 in Miami when Serena called Venus out to be her encore coach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it for me. I, I I don't see it for it. I I don't understand it. I mean, you know, I these are professional players. So why is somebody else coming out to help you with your profession at the time when you're supposed to be performing on your own? I I I don't get it. Um, and I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't. It's not for me. I don't like it. I don't think it necessarily contributes anything positive. Um, in fact, like I said, I I feel like it's kind of negative because these players are supposed to be doing this on their own and all of a sudden they have to be completely reliant on somebody else to come out and tell them what to do because it's not working. 
Exactly, especially since it's not a, a universal thing. It's not done at every at every tournament, at every tournament and stuff like that. Like especially at the slams, like when they get to the, the majors, they are completely lost. Like the people, these the players who really rely on their coach to come down and, and talk they crumble. About the, the the head cases, they fall apart, and that's not that's not good for anybody. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how it, how it goes if the um, if it succeeds at all at the U.S. at the U.S. Open or wherever they're trying to bring it in. I know U.S. The, Open the is USDA trying to do a lot of stuff. I was about to say that they were trying to do a whole lot and uh, everything except for get rid of five sets. And you know, I'm not I'm not even going to sweat the U.S. Open on that because five sets in New York is not even as bad right. At least they have their time break. In sight. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not even as bad. It's still pretty bad because half the time it's boring as hell until you get to that third set. But yeah, I digress. I don't be watching that long. I cut it off. I check later. I can't do it. Um, do we want to laugh real quick? Uh, because Roberta Vinci claims that she wants her last professional match to be against Serena Williams. That's hilarious because it surely <laughs> would be her last professional match, whether it was a first or not. <laughs> but she, the thing is, she that she got to get into the main draw to even see Serena, and that has been a huge problem for her lately. Just a qualifier. I don't know. I when I read it, you know, it was it was a pretty short article, and she said something to the effect of things went really well for me the last time I played her. And um, first of all, I was very triggered. But then, like, you can't you can't be feeling yourself that much three years on when you ain't done a damn thing since. Exactly. Not a thing has she done since then. Well, she did. She tried Venus later that year, and Venus got together. But that's it. That's the, that's her only other highlight in three years. So I mean, I don't understand how she's feeling herself that much. But you know what? Um, I hope her wish is granted because, um, yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see her last match being ass-whooping at the hands of Serena Williams. It's, it's funny. Like, a lot, of these, a lot of these girls who end up beating Serena in New York, they end up peacing out before Serena get her hands on them again. <laughs> so I, I, I hope Serena does get another shot at her because uh, Capriati bounced after that 2004 match. Oh, uh, Serena never got the chance to face Kleisters again. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. Serena would really get up for that match, too. <laughs> At least with Capriati, we know that, you know, she never won another match after that. And, never uh, won another match. You're right. Yeah, that was that was it for her. And it's she what she deserves. Coma yeah. knocked her ass right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got anything else in your notes? Uh, did I mention Leighton Hewitt coming back for doubles to play with Alex Deminar? <clears throat> you didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know why he's doing this again. Like, retire and stay retired, man. Like, at this point, I kind of feel bad saying it, but at this point, I feel like he's just tarnishing his own legacy. Like, the man was a world number one. He won two slams, but nobody remembers any of that because he stuck around for so long, losing in the first round. Yep, yeah. And it's just it's it's not a good look. And now he coming out of retirement again for doubles. Like, what was the point of retiring if he was just going to grind? You should have just turned into a double specialist for all of this. Like, what was the point? I think I think I don't know. I think he. Uh... I think he has a huge ego, and I'm not completely sure why, but I think in his mind, like, he truly believes, first of all, that he's great enough to come back and win, even though he really hasn't won any time in the last 15 years. And secondly, he believes that we all want to see him come back. I think he truly believes that. I think he believes that he's like super duper uber popular and that we're all rooting for him to come back 
and and do these great things. And that that's outside of Australia. That's not reality. That's what I'm about to say. No, the, nobody outside of Australia is checking for him at all. Um. Yeah, I mean, he really like the last. I'm pretty sure the last time he was relevant, I was in like elementary school. So, I. But you know, whatever. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll. I was gonna say we'll watch, but we're, we won't. We won't. <laughs> nope, we won't. I like Alex though, so I guess good luck to them. But you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more thing, and it's a question. I want to know, and I don't, I don't want anybody to think of this as like any type of shade or anything because I'm a huge fan of this player. But I want to know why Dominic Ting is being touted as Rafa's biggest competition slash rival for the 2018 play season. I think it all just comes down to the fact that Clay is team's best surface. Simple as that. And he, he's he's very good, but he ain't holding the match to Rafa. I mean, he he, he got, I think he got a win over Rafa last year on the surface. So maybe that's what they're looking at. But I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know. I mean, he like, did I, he did get a win over Rafa last year. I mean, usually during the course of the clay season, somebody gets one win. One bullshit win when Roth was tired or out of form on on one day before the right. French Open. Okay, but then also like since then, Rafa has bageled him on two separate occasions on clay, mm. and I mean outside of that big win, like what has he done? He doesn't have any. Big ti- he has titles, but he doesn't have any big titles on this surface. Even though it's his best surface, he's got two semifinals at Roland Garros, but there's there's no really big titles for him to brag about. There's there's no other really huge wins other than that win over Rafa. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing it as far as. Him, you know, already as soon as we got to Monte Carlo, it was like, oh, well, we're all looking for Rafa versus team. And it's like, why? I mean, I would at least think that, like, someone like Zverev would be in the conversation before team because at least Zverev won Rome last year. He won a Masters on clay. Right. So I would at least think he would be up there in the conversation as someone, you know, who could who could stand in there. Before team, before team is. I, even though this is his best service, I know it is. But like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Like how team does. I think they're slated to like they would face in the quarterfinals in Madrid. Yes. But, I mean, at this point, I don't really see anybody stopping Rafa. At all. And if they do, if somebody does stop them, it'll probably be it'll probably be here in Madrid. And I can see that. Yeah, it could be anybody. Like I like he could have an off day against anybody, or you know somebody could just come out blasting. It does. I don't even I don't even think it has to be Tim. I don't think Tim is the only person who could get that shot. I have an idea of who it might be, but I'm gonna get to that later when we discuss the Madrid draws. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to talk about Nick Kyrgios really quickly. Um, we, we're going to discuss the other players who are out of Madrid with injuries, but for Nick, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he posted on Instagram, uh, and here's what he said. Um, After returning home and consulting with medical staff in Australia, I have been diagnosed with posterior impingement and ulnar nerve irritation, and I have been advised to stop playing through it. After thorough investigations and careful consideration, I have had a corticosteroid injection to settle the pain and inflammation. 
Now to maximize my recovery, I have to build the strength needed to compete at my best over the next month, ensuring that I have the confidence in my elbow before returning. So he's out for like a month. I'm thinking he probably won't be in Paris, but who knows? We'll see. But I just kind of, yeah, I kind of felt bad because he's been, I mean, he's been dealing with that elbow injury for most of this year. And then it's like, you know, it's just not getting better. Well, better, better he find it out now. Right. He's young. And and worry about this now. Like, get it, handle this over this next month, month and a half, whatever. And, and, you know, hopefully be, be ready to go by Wimbledon at least. Yeah, because that's his. That's his best chance right there anyway. Yep. So hopefully I'm I'm rooting for him, even though he's, you know, not always one hundred percent dedicated. I'm still rooting for him. Um let's see. I guess we can go through the uh past tournaments leading into this one on the clay. Um I think we mentioned did we mention Houston last well either way, we don't have to mention Houston. It's fine. Um, Houston don't even count. No. So Monte Carlo happened. Um, my note on that is Rafa, who gonna check him, which is exactly what I asked last time, but I added rude with an exclamation point this time. <laughs> because it was. His closest set was a 6-4 first set to Grigor, when that followed with those 6-0 sets. So, I mean... He's on fire. And it's... I'm very happy to see it. I was I was nervous for him coming into the clay with this this hip injury, but uh, he took the necessary time to, to to rest and rehab it, and he is back to 100 percent, and it's great. And he stated at, after he won the event that his body was feeling good. So I was like, oh, there you go. There's no there's no questions. <laughs> um, Barcelona happened right after that, and uh, my note on that. 40 stri- 46 straight sets won, losing an average of less than 2.1 games per set. Who going to check him? That's all I have. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. He played, who did he play in the finals? Uh, Cisipus, right? Yeah, that dude's playing. Yeah, he, he is. He's playing very, pretty well. Yeah. Young yeah. dude. I think, yeah. I, I think I like him. Yeah. He's only 19, and I, I didn't really know much about him, but yeah, he's 19, and he's already up to 44 in the world. So that's pretty good. Yeah, if he, if he can uh, keep it up, he could be seated soon enough at at, at at the majors. True, he's still he's playing this week in Madrid, Istanbul. There's one of those smaller tournaments he's playing before Madrid. Oh yeah, he week. is right. Yeah. Is he still is he still in? He's still in. I checked today earlier, and he won his match today. Cool. Um, on the ladies' side. Stuttgart, uh, Pliskova won. She beat Ostapenko and Kontovic on the way before preventing Coco from winning a tournament on clay. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> um, Coco beat Sloan, Holop Garcia, but she just didn't have enough for Pliskova at the end. Um, so that's the thing that happened. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um... So Madrid, yeah. Um, other withdrawals besides Curious, of course, we didn't really withdraw. He already said he was out. Um, Serena, of course, which I'm super duper happy about because the tournament doesn't deserve her. Um, Varenka is out with a knee. Sanga is out because I think he had surgery, right, on his knee? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then uh, Martin Cilic is out. He cited... His knee as well, but dude just got married, so I'm pretty sure he's still living it up right now and not worrying about Madrid. <laughs> um, yeah, so congratulations to him. <clears throat> Do we want to? This is out with a knee injury too. Oh, did that? I mean, I isn't he one of the players that tripped over one of those things in Monte Carlo? Yep, and that's exactly how he got injured. Well, look at that. He ought to sue. Seriously, he was. I uh, saw his on uh, Instagram. He was getting um, injections in his knee yesterday. I think it was. So, 
I, I hope it gets better soon. This kid, he he can't catch a break. He's no. always injured. How old is he? Twenty one. He is twenty. Yeah, I think he's twenty one. Twenty one, twenty two. Yikes. Well, hopefully it's better in time. I mean, you know, it's no big deal to skip Madrid anyway, because <clears throat> yeah, and it uh, has no implication on the rest of the clay season after it. <laughs> Um, do you want to discuss the women first? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so Hollop is the number one seed. She has a first round versus Makarova. So that could be kind the of tricky. The professional bracket buster. Yeah. That could be very tricky. Um, and then I saw that she could face, if she gets past Makarova, she could face Keys in the third round. <clears throat> Um, I, I don't, you know, you never know what Madison is going to do on any, any given day, but I don't think I want to face her in Madrid because of that altitude and stuff and her shots are going to fly. So yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go up against her. Um, Sloan is in this section. She had a great fed cup, but then got bodied by Coco and Stuttgart, like embarrassing. She should be embarrassed. Um, were we were we at home first uh fake up? We weren't home, were we? I don't think so. It was on clay, right? Was it? I don't know. I didn't watch. <laughs> but if if we weren't if we weren't at home, that'd be like I think that'd be like Sloan like Sloan's first win, like not on US soil in like months. Oh dang, I didn't think about that. Cause she hadn't she hadn't been winning outside of outside of North America, I think, in or outside of the United yeah. States in a in a minute. So she gets a qualifier first round here, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, no, no. Um, she gets Pabs or Stozer in round two. Good luck to her. Mm. Uh, Pliskova Vesnina, that's a first round match. Vesnina um, about to get her ass kicked. <laughs> uh, she should have never taken Venus out last year and then all this would have happened <laughs> um and then the, the winner of that match which is probably Pliskova could maybe get Vika in the second round because Vika is traveling to Europe yay for her she's got the baby with her and she's gonna be in Europe I'm I'm hoping for some wins for her right very happy for her and she'll probably she'll probably take out Kroonich yeah I would think so and then she gets Pushkova. Vika's a better per- player on clay than Pushkova. Pushkova is riding a little high though, with with, with a little stuck guard win. Yeah, but just move her. Like I don't understand. I don't. Um... Vika just beat her in Miami, right? Or was it Indy Wells? I can't speak on I think, that. I think it was Miami. Yeah, it was Miami because uh, Osaka beat Pushkova in Indy Wells. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's right. Um, next quarter is Garbinier. She could possibly have Katakina in the third round. Um, Dasha's prior results in Madrid are not good, but I mean, that's pretty tough to gauge because she's like super young and she's only played there twice. Um, so I'm thinking that could be a tricky one for Garbinier. Kazakina hasn't done much of anything since Indian Wells, has she? No. But, I mean, has like, she played, though? I think she has. Because I saw somebody I saw somebody saying something about, like, is she just not really that good or what? Because her results her results are so up and down. Like, she's not very she's not very consistent. And, I mean, I guess you could just boil that down to her, her age, I guess. But or you could just boil it down time, to none of these girls being consistent ever at all. True. Yeah. Very true. Just you know, somebody for somebody who gets for somebody who gets so much hype, you know, you think she and would span, have better yeah. results. That's true. We'll see. I she... We'll see. I, I I expect. I think I expect Muguru to come through this. All of this. She gets Peng Shui in the first round. I think Peng Shui is in a semifinal now, or she just lost the semi. Oh. Somewhere. Uh. Mm. Well, I mean, that's good for her. Uh, Kvitova's here in this section, two-time Madrid champ. Oh, yeah, she has won this twice, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Venus is also in this section at the bottom of the of that quarter bracket. Uh, she's got cultivate first round. So <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I have no idea what's gonna happen in that match. Um if Venus can if Venus and Kavitova can push through, they would meet in the third round. Oh god. I don't, I don't think I wanna see that. that. I don't either. <laughs> mm um, next quarter is Vitalina. She has Cornet first round. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't notice that. <laughs> they have they have a two and two head to head, but Cornet's wins were back in twenty thirteen, so they don't even count. Nope. Um, and then the winner could get Suarez Navarro or Streetsiva in the second round. So, uh, mm, that's not looking too good for Vitalina, in my opinion. Well, I, isn't CSN coming off an injury? Who? Uh, uh, Suarez Navarro. I'm pretty sure she was hurt, like just recently. Ah. So I'm not. Davina's hurt. Maybe because I think it was it, it happened after that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe streets of a man. Streets Where has can, she been? I don't know. I never see her. <clears throat> um, Gerges, Caroline Garcia, and Kuznetsova are also all in this little quarter section right here. Yep, Garcia gets civil COVID in the first round. Where has she been? That'll be super ugly. Uh, I don't. Civil COVID just. I mean, I think she. I don't know. She she won YAC a couple of years ago, and then she just decided that she didn't have to do nothing else, I guess. I don't... She's just she's, been flopping all over the world. Yeah, just took a tumble down the rankings and never decided to come back. Poor that. Um, last section is Wozniacki, but she has Gavrilova first round. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, Asapenko is here and with the possible second round versus the Doper. I look forward to that. I hope I hope Martha loses in round one, of course. Yeah. But you know. I would love she, to see Asapenko kill her. Yeah. Right, me too. <laughs> yeah, that I would, would be love to see it. I would watch that. Um we have Coco Kiki in the first round. Vandaway and Lidinovich. And the winner could get Osaka in the second round. She plays uh, Zhang Shui. Yeah, Mladenovic is about to get destroyed. She, when she gets on these losing streaks, poor thing. And I, I hope Osaka can push through this. She'd be the, she'd be the third round for Sharapova or uh, Ostapenko. It's a, it's a good section for her, I feel like. You know, yeah. she can get some steam going. Uh, right, these other big hitters, she, she'd like to feed off of that piece. Right. This altitude will be good for her. Exactly. Um, Sevastova and Burton's Kiki Burton's are also here in that section. Um, so I, my semifinalists, uh, I just wrote recklessly, uh, Sloan, Kvitova, Zvitalina, and Ostapenko. And then I said Kvitova was going to win the title. <clears throat> yeah, I got I got Petra down as the winner of this thing too. Did she she just won she just won the tournament, didn't she? Petra Kvitova. Yeah. Let me double check. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I she's in the final. She, she's in the final this week. Yep. I didn't even know she was playing. Yep, in the final in Prague. Okay. So she's playing well on the on the dirt. I you know, I've always thought her results would be better on on the clay anyway because I I just feel like I mean, when she first won that title in Madrid in 2011, I was like, "Oh, well this girl's going to be good on the clay." But Right, and then she made the semis in Paris the next year. Right. But it's just, it's so in and out. You just never know what you're going to get with her at all. Yeah. yeah. 
she's playing really well in Prague, though. I mean, the girls she's playing are trash. But. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even then, you know, she could very well lose. So, that's good. Right. Um, do you want to move on to the man? Absolutely. All right. So, number one seed, of course, Rafa. Um, he could possibly get Monfils second round. Is Monfils returning from injury? You know, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. I have no idea. I feel like he is. But I I just don't know. Um, either way, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, then possible Schwartzman in the third round. That could be interesting. Schwartzman plays well in clay. I don't think they've played each other in a while, right? I don't think so. Um, but last time I thought Schwartzman would, was going to meet Rafa, he got bounced out pretty early. So. Tumble, yeah. Um, and then possible Karina Busta or team in the quarters for Rafa. Yeah, and it's either or with those. I think PCB has a good shot at taking out team in that third round. He's He's been playing really well. Oh, Corinna Busta has Chorich in the first round, so that should be interesting, too. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Chorich is unseated, so he's just kind of floating. That poor kid. Yeah. Um, but either way, that's a good section for Rafa, I think. Um, next quarter is Delpo, his first event of the year on clay. Um, and I wrote down good section for Delpo. Uh, Bautista, Agut, and Anderson are here. And there's a Burdage Gasquet first round, but nothing else is notable, in my opinion, in that section. Nope. So I think that would be a good section for him, um, depending on how he's playing. And the altitude should be good for him, too. Uh, he should be well-rested because he hasn't played in a while. So we'll see what he brings to the table in Madrid. Um, next quarter is Grigor, and he could possibly have Raonic in the second round. I didn't know uh, Raonic had fallen so low. I didn't realize it either. But uh, I guess with how long he was out and stuff, and I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to him. Um, we have Shapo versus, uh, the racist in the first round. Hope Dennis takes it to him. Kill him! Um, and the winner meets the winner of Puy Pierre in the first round. So they meet in the second round. Does that make sense? I might have just mm-hmm. confused everybody. Um. I'm looking at it, so I understood. Okay. Um. <laughs> Novak K first round. That should be interesting. Yeah. Nisha Corey is... I don't, I'm not sure he's at 100% because he just he retired in his match and in his... uh Was it his first round in Barcelona? It was like first... Yeah, it was his first match. Um, but I didn't read too much into that because he had just made the semifinals the week before and got wrecked by Rafa. So I didn't I didn't read too much into that other than maybe he's just tired and wanted to preserve himself and you know. Um, we'll, he we'll should see be what tired at this point. It was only two weeks of two weeks of play. Yeah, I don't know, but you know how frail he is. True, which is why he could very well be very hurt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Gofan is here, your boy. Uh, he yeah. could see. Yan Chung in the second round. My other boy. Yeah. One of your boys got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Early, too. Damn. <laughs> I think I would rather see Chung make it. Yeah, me too. But yeah. Um, he's, starting to play, he's starting to play a little bit better. I think he can see a little bit more now out of that eye. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It kills me every time everybody say he can't see. It just <laughs> Chung is in the semifinals this week too. Oh so god, he's playing, he's playing pretty well in the dirt. Yeah, I keep missing his matches. It's too damn early in the morning. I keep missing it. I'm not getting that. Um, and then the last section is Zverev because he's the two seed with uh, Chilich being out, um, and he could get Sitsipas in the second round 
And like we said earlier, uh, that play, he's been playing very well, made the final in Monte Carlo, and then he's making the ladder rounds this week, I think. And I still forgot to look up that tournament he's playing. But it's one of those uh, 250s that he's playing this week. Oh, it's Storrow. Yeah. That's okay. um. That's where uh, Tiapo's playing there, too, right? I believe so, and I think he's still yeah, in, he, too. Yeah, he's in the semis, too. So if they both win, they'll meet, they'll meet in the final, I think. That'd be cute. But TFO got to get past Colonel Booster. Oh, that's who he plays? Yeah. Oh. Well, Francis is playing well, but this would be a good mm-hmm. test for him. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that uh, the remaining MAGA ATP is here in this section. With Zverev. And, yeah, yuck. Uh, Isner still around. Ugh. Yuck. You know, I look forward to seeing how Isner plays. He could get he gets Garcia Lopez or Ryan Harrison in the second round. And I haven't seen I haven't seen Isner play since Miami. Has he been doing anything? I don't think he's played. Yeah, so we'll see if he's still playing, you know, anywhere near as well as he was in Miami, because that dude was on fire. Check his motherfucking blood pressure. That's all I got. I don't understand. I've never seen him play that well. Me either. Uh, and I don't know where it came from. Uh, and I'm I'm putting it in question. But we'll see. You know, his, it was his, insane. Like yeah. he was like breaking serve. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how well he was playing. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Mm. Um, Verdasco, Fanini, and Garcia Lopez are also in this section. Uh. That's a that's a little trash section at the bottom. I don't um yeah. I don't know. My semifinalists I have Rafa, Delpo. Um I couldn't choose between Novak and K cuz I don't know what's going to happen, so I put the winner of Novak and K, the winner of that match will come out of that section cuz I'm not seeing if Grigor coming out of that section. And um Unfortunately, at the bottom, I just put MAGA with a uh, a frowny face. Let's see, I'll give it to. Um, I think we'll get a Zverev and Chung semifinal. Oh dang, that would be nice. And uh, Rafa, of course. And I have no idea. Like I, I guess I would pick Del Potro to come through that spot, but. I don't know. It's hard for me to put too much on it since this is his first, you know, first event on the on the clay. I don't know, but that section is absolute garbage. I uh, who do you have for your? Well, of course you have Rafa for your winner, right? Yeah. Um, Rafa over um, Zverev in the final. So I put Delpo for my winner. Really? Yeah, I just feel like you know. I, as much as Rafa wins all these play events, he doesn't, I don't think he particularly cares for Madrid that much. Like he sometimes, he used to, well, more used to have a lot of issues like with returning and stuff and finding his timing there. But since they've turned the events around, that was when Rome was before Madrid. And now he has fewer issues. But I just feel like if he and Delpo were to meet in the semis with that altitude and Delpo's forehand flying, like, I don't know. So I just yeah, I could wanted see, to shake it. I up. can see him um if he if he goes out here, it could be to um to a big hitter. This is the one that's not a big deal. I would I would rather see him win Rome anyway for Rafa and you know, and then just take it on to Paris. So I don't know, that's that's what I have. Hopefully as long as it's not uh MAGA, we're good. Honestly. Right. Absolute garbage. Uh, you have anything else about Madrid? Uh, oh, we didn't mention uh, Conta is playing Rabarakova in the first round. Hope Conta loses. Yeah, see, that's why I didn't think it was worth mentioning because she's trash on clay. So yeah. I just figured she was going to lose and move on. She's just been a downward spiral ever 
ever since she <laughs> lost at Wimbledon last year. It's hilarious. That's what she deserves. Honestly. Uh, do we want to move on to our blank power rankings? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. okay. I want to I do the men first because at least I have those. Uh, <laughs> um, I have, of course, Rafa at number one. Um, I'm shaking up. I'm putting Sitsipas at number two because he's playing really well right now. Um, I have Dominic Tim as my number three. Zverev as my number four. And then just to fill in a spot at the bottom, I put Nishikori at five. I put Rafa for all five spots. See, I was going to do that too. <laughs> and I was like, no, I shouldn't do that. But I really I wanted put him to. I for all five spots. Yeah. Because I, nobody's touching them and nobody else has done anything really to stand out to be anywhere near a top five in the, the Clay Power Rangers right now. Everybody else is just an honorable mention at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't see anybody knocking him off his off his podium, at least not right now. I mean, even if he were to lose in Madrid, I would still have him at number one when when Rome comes around and the French. So it doesn't matter. Like, yep, it's just that's just what it is. Exactly. Um, for the women, I have nothing, nothing, nothing as Vicky used to once said. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They uh, there's no consistency. There's nothing. I just right. There's, it, nobody is nobody standing out, and the players who are winning these tournaments aren't people you would consider to be, you know, like French Open favorites. Like you got Pushkova and Kobo Bandaway in the finals of Stuttgart. Um, Kvitova is in a final on clay this week. It's just it's no, no, nobody's really making a statement as somebody who. Will be able to do anything on this surface over you know throughout the rest of the the, the the season. It's I don't know. It's kind of frustrating because I'm we're flying blind right now. Like I don't know what to expect from anybody. I feel like you, you know if if uh, if Venus doesn't draw that girl again at at Roland Garros, she could win it. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, any anything is possible over there right now because, especially especially when you get to clay season, because there's n- there's not one clear top clay court player right now. Not one. Maybe that's that's probably why Serena didn't even show up in magician. Like I don't feel any pressure. These girls ain't doing nothing. I'm gonna just play one one lead up and then go to Paris crazy because everybody thought that when Sharapova got back, you know, the clay is where she would, you know, make a statement or do something. She took her ass to Stuttgart this year and lost in the first round. Lost all those semifinal points. <laughs> Knocked her ass right off the top 50. She, uh... I don't know. I kind of hope I get invited to the t- retirement party. At the end of the year, but then again, like, I don't know. Well, you know, I want to get invited and then, like, stand her up is what I want. <laughs> um, because it's happening. It's coming. It's it's inevitable. The bitch is breaking down. She can't, she can't build any steam. She can't get any wins. Every time we turn around, she's injured. Um, the meldonium has made her bones frail and made her face leather. And we, she it was just nothing for her to do anymore. She can just go. She should have retired. She like she said, she, she was gonna retire a few years ago. She should have done that. And then all this, look at all this shit that's happened since she decided not to retire. Bitch, take the note, okay? The 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 whole universe is trying to tell you something, bitch. Just go, hang it up. Yep, she should have. She should have just never came back from her band. Just. Take your little disgraceful or dishonorable retirement and, you know, call it a call of the career because you you came back to try to prove something and it's not working. It's been a year now. I can't believe you she won, you like, won one time, to- one tournament, one little tournament. And and people thought that 
actually meant something. I had to try to bring a couple people down from that cloud, you know. She just won an international event in Asia, beating a bunch of nobodies. That was her. That was her Davenport 07 comeback. That's what that was. No shade, because I love Lindsay, but that was her Davenport 07 comeback. Um, I personally can't believe that she really thought she was going to come back and do something, and she literally did not do anything with her game while she was gone all that time, and didn't add not one thing to her repertoire, came out playing the same old shit, and these girls were ready, because they mad now, because you've been cheating for 10-plus years. Exactly. And all they these, on all your these ass. girls out here working their ass off all year, you busy not playing, not because you was hurt, because you were banned from the sport for a year and a half, or you know however long it was. Writing a book about and, Serena. Uh, yeah, and you writing a book and doing book tours and shit, and, and, and doing regular practices when you should be really you know, working on different things. Like, you showing all these training videos and stuff. Like, you was about to come back and wreck shop. You just been getting your ass handed to you left and right. Oh. And she ain't won a match since, like, January now. And she's just, she's just so one-dimensional anyway. Like, all she, all she really had the last, like, four or five years really to her name was her name. Because she wasn't winning really based on her tennis that much. It was more about these girls flopping to her because she was who she was, and they right. couldn't they couldn't get over that mental and emotional hurdle. That's what that's what it is. But she wasn't winning necessarily because of her great tennis the last five or six years or whatever. Like, and, and now was hoping too. Yeah, exactly. And now these girls have no respect for her, so they don't care about that name. They don't care about what she didn't did before. They don't care about her. Uh, her uh, sponsorship with Canon cameras or whatever the fuck she got still. I don't know what it is. But, like, they don't care now. They're just after her. They're after blood, and they're after the blonde ponytail, and they just want her gone. We all want her gone. Just go, ho. For real. Seriously, it's got, it's got to be embarrassing. And I think, I think the only thing that's keeping her, the only thing that's really keeping her going is she really feels like she... She wants to try to prove to people that it wasn't the drugs that was, you know, getting her over that finish line or, or helping her win these matches. But at this point, it's too late. Even if you did win, come around and win a, a bigger tournament, it wouldn't it wouldn't excuse the fact or wouldn't change the fact that those drugs were definitely helping you. Like if you spend a year, it's been a year of you yeah. since you come back and you haven't been able to do anything. And they said that that drug, what it helped with was like your stamina and your recovery and all of that stuff is what's really affecting you right now. Like, you're getting hurt. It's taking you mad long to, to, to deal with whatever injuries you might have. And you're running out of steam in these matches. Like, she, when she played, I, she lost to Garcia and Stuttgart, right? Yes. When, in that match, I didn't I didn't get to watch it. I was at work. But, I, you know, I saw on Twitter a lot of people kept saying, oh, she's, you know, Maria's play, actually playing well. She's doing pretty good. She looks really good out there. But the next thing you know, switch flip, she's she out there losing. Like, she can't hang. Yeah, I mean, she's she. If she's trying to prove something, she's actually she's not succeeding in any type of way. She's actually proving the exact opposite of whatever she set out to do with this this little thing campaign tour, whatever she got that she's trying to do. Um, she's all she's doing is solidifying what we all already know, except for the Shar orphans who don't want to believe it that the hoe was cheating and that that shit was helping her and enhancing her performance. And that's just that. Because now what is she doing? And I asked, when, when she was on that band, I kept asking, I said, well, you know, if it was, if it was that important to her, like, what is, she, what, what is the replacement drug that she's going to be taking now? Because if it was really for what she said it was, she needs something else now. Right. Seriously, and if she if she found something for whatever that issue was, then uh, it's obviously probably something a little more legal and not performance enhancing because right. it's not helping her at all. Yeah, no, not in the way she would want it to. And at this point, even if she if, at this point if she does start, you know, winning again, and she goes back into like older form, it's just gonna be a bunch of questions around it around the whole entire thing. Like, you know, is she taking more drugs now because? She, 
you know, just the other day she couldn't win for shit. Right. Well, I mean, karma. Yeah, get what you deserve. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else? Nah, that's about it for me. Rafa's winning Paris. Yeah, that's it. That's all we know. That's all we know for sure. That's that's all we got. That and that God is good. That's all we know for sure. Um, so, let's see. We need to mention social media. Follow us on Twitter at Hold Your Ponytails. Uh, rate and subscribe on, on iTunes at Yeah We Said It. Um, you can follow our personal Twitter accounts. I'm Hey Seti Baby. I'm at I Am Nails. Um, and other than that, I mean, it's been fun. And uh, I don't know what else to say. We'll see y'all next time. Damn. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>